0: Oh, okay, cool. Thanks, machine. Let's start making noise the minute I hit record on this podcast.
1: (laughs) Timing is everything.
0: Yeah, how do I make it not do the noise? Let's pause that. Windows. I tell it not to do notifications. But it seems like everything has its own settings for notifications. Like everything. Yeah, yeah. And even the global settings don't seem to affect anything globally.
2: Well, because probably you installed an update between then and now and it reset a bunch of the settings, or they changed how the settings work so they had to reset them. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> oh, God.
0: Hello, on episode 261 let's talk about warzone for half a second first of all uh they added rambo and john mcclain to that game and uh there's a playable nakatomi tower which has the top five floors of the diehard movie that you can play through and you can like open the vault and do stuff like that it's pretty good as That's as people cool. like to complain about that game it's pretty good actually that update uh so back to complaining about that game. Every update, it resets all of my settings, literally every single one. It even resets settings that make no sense. Like it resets the render size to half of my screen for some reason. So it it's trying to render at like 720 on a 1440 monitor.
2: That's uh that's bizarre. That's half and two and a half.
0: It's it's not good. Yeah. It's I mean it's whatever setting globally is half, right? So like 1440 doesn't really have a half setting. Anyway, it's uh it's horrendous. I don't understand it. I don't understand why it's 2021 and this hasn't been We have the technology to within a year annihilate a virus globally.
2: Are we annihilating it globally? I think you're I mean, exaggerating the. Let's effects say the technology would
0: allow us to,
2: JJ. Okay. Sure. Yeah. If we could somehow magically apply the technology to everyone all at once. Yes, sure.
0: My point is INF files on a computer <laughs> are not that complicated. Hello. I mean, how is everybody? Well,
2: To defend the developers here, also, every time you update stuff... First off, you as a PC are like a fourth class citizen. They're worrying about like three consoles probably before you. And so the INI files on a PC are like not interested. They're not going to do that because they can't do it on a PlayStation or whatever. And they want to be doing the same thing in all places. So... That's probably a large part of the reason why you get that. Feel free to complain to people who buy consoles
0: about them. Console people also tell me that some of their stuff gets reset. Not like the same amount of stuff on a computer, but like contextual tap buttons and settings like that.
2: Yeah, because they're, again, like how they store stuff is different per platform, right? And they're trying to make it the same. Therefore, when they try to make stuff the same, a bunch of stuff ends up getting reset. The PC sure. is probably the most customizable one. Therefore, the most stuff gets reset because mm-hmm. we pay because we have the best system, I guess, or something. I don't know what the deal is. Yeah.
0: PC yeah. master class. I don't know what Love you're it. supposed to say anymore. You, that no, that meme yeah. is
2: dead. Yeah. You just say, like, it's nice that PC can do a lot of things, but it sucks that doing those things always ends up sucking a lot of cases, yeah. it feels.
0: It's crazy because you can get some... I mean, I'm looking at... Uh, they added like seventy games to Game Pass this week. It's kind of. Do you want to play Man That looks like a game.
2: Not a game that's been out for like a long time. Where oh, been, there it shot.
0: is. There's the dinging again. Thanks, Windows. I I love it. It's so great. Yeah, I mean, of course, a lot of the games have been out forever. It's the same way Netflix works.
2: Oh, not, okay, got it.
0: You're not you're not paying for. New releases, exactly. Unless you get them from Microsoft, right? But, heck, if you want to uh, play Dead Space or whatever, it's there.
1: <laughs>
0: Plus, all People those like um, Dead Space. all those Bethesda games are now on there. Not an ad, by the way. I subscribe to it, and I uh, think it's value, so I talk about it once in a while. Although, it's the one pinging my computer right now and needs to be quiet. Hello, JJ. Yep. Yeah. Hello, Michael. How are you? How long has it been since you had an SD card fail on you or any flash memory?
2: Pretty long time, I would say.
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, a while. A long time. I'll say it's very rare for me as well, but it has happened to me twice. Not recently, twice, but once recently, once this past weekend. Buying things like that are of a quality is a good thing. Because if I had bought some sort of cheap flash memory, this would be a problem. Uh, I'm a smart person. The data was salvaged. Uh, Don't worry about that. But uh, SanDisk has a five-year warranty. So I emailed them and I was like, give me an RMA number. And they said, sure, it's within five years. Enjoy. Have a new one.
1: Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 All I'm saying is uh, I learned... To buy things that are of a quality, right? Or take care of things that are of a quality. A quality. And so, JJ, Hmm? I have a question for you. Hello. How much beaded sweat was on your brow when you tried to wash your car?
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, uh, you know, know, I I was prepared. I got my microfiber cloth. I had... uh, You know, the, the, the two buckets. Yeah. The the double bucket. bucket. Mm -hmm. The two bucket method. You got one bucket for just the water. The other bucket for the the soapy water. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I washed it like a car, man. You got to wash a car.
0: Yeah. Can I change your life? Sure. We got solar panels for this house and uh, they require cleaning every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the stuff you need to do to clean them uh, properly so you don't leave hard water on there, which then affects the panel and causes problems in the long run.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, it's the same stuff professional auto detailers and window cleaners use uh, to give you spotless cleanings of stuff. And so mm-hmm. I have built a water deionizing and softening system for myself at my home. Not for the whole home. It's like a little portable one. And I hooked that bad boy up to a very light pressure washer, that has a soap function?
2: Mm, I w- like a foamer. Mm-hmm. I heard, I heard of these. People uh were like recommending them, yeah, in like auto detailing places uh-huh. and stuff.
0: And I also have an electric leaf blower. And so uh I washed an SUV and a sedan in like an hour and a half, but cool. And literally used one towel like a one towel to dry each car because of that leaf blower. Mm. And with the soft water, those windows look like you clean them with, uh, like, some some crystal clean, you know?
2: Like Windex or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have too much issue. You know, the car itself, you know, I, I do it uh, top down and a panel at a time. So, it's not. I'm not too worried about the, like, stains or whatever from the water. Yeah, it, like, it gets on the windows, but then I just use, you know, some window cleaner afterwards and it's usually not mm-hmm. too bad. So, not not overall too worried about that um, when cleaning it the stuff that I'm worried about is like am I like invisibly rubbing dirt into the finish of the paint or something somehow? <laughs> that I <don't> know about. <laughs> which again is an un it's it, 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 at some level the microscopic level or something right there's dirt in the air somehow that I'm making it worse and I'm just like worrying about nothing but um, yeah
0: I just need you to know made. how bad you were sweating
2: Ah, uh, it was you know I I just I did it in the morning no direct sun while it was still cloudy in the morning yeah it's this the best way time to wash your car mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah I just had on a podcast it probably took me an hour hour and a half maybe um uh, for the one car not too bad Michael uh, but we're not done talking about cars though
0: oh we aren't oh okay no, I had a really good talk- transition
2: and so I'm gonna put a pin you in were it wrong
0: Things no no I, did. no I had a really good one and I'm gonna bring it back up.
2: You thought you did. We'll okay, see where fine. you where we end up here. Because uh-huh. I actually drove the car to a place to meet some friends this past weekend. It was nice to see humans in person. Uh, uh-huh. And we went and had brunch, and that was nice. I uh, walked around down uh, Old Town Temecula, which is a place I'd never been to before. Okay. Uh, yeah. So if y'all have ever been, you know, it's kind of like a like like a downtown walking district, kind of old timey, old west kind of theme, because you know, old town, but obviously it's not actually old, like they built it. Uh, nice little area. I don't know. No no complaints there. And we got in the car to drive home. It's like 45 minutes from my house to this area. Plus or minus, right? Let's take bets on how long you think it took us to get home. What day was this? Saturday. Two hours. Okay. Three and a half. Three and a half is the closest answer. Uh Uh-oh. Uh... There was a fire on the side oh. of the 15. Oh no. oh no. Oh no. And they they closed southbound 15 for some amount of time. Oh no. They then also and not clear to me when or or how cuz again we it took us probably 2 hours to go 1 mile. Oh no. Uh but when it did eventually open it was two lanes of four, right? And there were fire trucks on both sides, like both sides of the two lanes, so it's like over on the one shoulder was like, you know, the captains or whatever who were looking around and not helping and then the other dude the other people on the other side had all the hoses and they were going up the mountainside to do firefighting i assume <laughs> uh it didn't see i mean you could see where the fire was because there was like fire going up the hillside it's not like it was huge flames but like it was very clearly still on fire uh but we never saw like a helicopter drop or anything while we were there uh maybe they had come and dropped the like flame retardant before we got there or something i don't know but we did see a helicopter land on the freeway, which was pretty sweet. Yeah, that's new. Yeah, I've heard of that happening before, uh, but I never had actually seen it with my eyes. Like, you know, again, a mile down the road. And you could tell they were certainly landing on the freeway because the huge plumes of dust that are shooting off the sides of the freeway as it's coming down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the like the blades spinning down and stuff. And we just we assumed that they were delivering or picking up someone important. Um, yeah, I wonder they just kind of did a loop around the fire and then and left. They weren't like they weren't like staying up there doing surveillance or anything. It was kind of just like a once around and then they left.
0: Yeah, I wonder what they were doing that that super duper low. I mean, you've you've seen plenty of water drops around here, Southern California. Everybody has seen a helicopter do a water drop at this point. Yeah,
2: but it, it wasn't that clearly. Yeah, clearly, they, they landed yeah. right, mm-hmm. and the so that I we don't really know what they were doing, but uh, yeah, so a good three and a half hours uh, in the car. Thank goodness we had gas and air conditioning.
0: Yeah, it's nothing like driving, yeah. your, uh, driving your sports car in traffic, right? Uh,
2: yeah, I didn't drive my sports car, so there was no worry oh, about okay. that. Oh, <laughs> okay. Temecula, uh, if you, there are a lot of wineries in Temecula. We didn't know where we were going to go exactly other than this place for brunch. And if we had gone to wineries, a lot of them have like gravel and dirt roads, and I wasn't about to do that mm-hmm. No, in that car. So uh, we took the other car, but uh, it doesn't matter which car we were in. Because yeah. we would have been sitting there for two and a half hours, three, sure, you know, sure. three, yeah. three and a half total hours uh, by the time we got home, man, not fun. Although it was very nice to see our friends.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we also got to do some outdoor activities with family this past weekend for a birthday. And that was, it was strange, but refreshing to not have any worry, you know, being around that many people, but, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think we were the only two getting anything done. Michael experimented with the knots like we have also. And it was an interesting experience. I wonder how it went for you.
1: So right off the bat, I know ours was going to be different. um, Because, and shout out here to friend of the pod, Eric, uh, who writes for the good people over at Coaster 101. Uh, He invited us along with him to the media night for the opening of the new uh, Berry Tales ride, which had already technically opened. Yes, um, I know. Also the uh, also the kickoff event for the hundredth anniversary celebration. The line was an hour and forty minutes during Uh, a. uh, We
0: didn't we didn't wait in it because I have kids and they can't wait an hour and forty minutes for literally anything. (laughs) <laughs>
2: uh, I just want to say that an hour and 40 minutes isn't that bad in the history of theme park wait lines. No, uh, it's average for like a Space
0: Mountain or something like that, you know, yeah, um, yeah. for a new, that's what for a brand that's what new ride. I'm, saying. New I'm not ride, saying it shouldn't minutes, be a long wait, but think of, you know, what the population of the park should be. And you're like,
1: oh, man, bummer. Yeah. Well, we were because the, the things were so severely limited for the media night. We just walked right on. Mm hmm. Is it cool?
0: Uh-huh.
1: It's good. Yeah, it's a good ride. Um, I wish that there were more explanation of what you're doing. So the ride itself took over for uh, Journey to the Iron Reef, Voyage to the Iron Reef, whatever that one was called. Also, oh, the, ride no. the, li- the lines were too long and I never went on. <laughs>
2: yes. Oh, you know, I went on that like once or twice, maybe. It was... Okay. Perfectly okay.
1: Yeah, so the, you know, ride-through arcade game style where you're firing at a bunch of screens trying to to outscore the people in the cart with you.
2: Like the Disney Buzz Lightyear Space Alien one. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. similar Similar
1: to that or Toy Story Mania. Yeah. Um, The issue with this is that there are, like, it's, the ride itself is... Super bright and engaging and there's all kinds of stuff going on um, around the, the basic premise, which is that a family of coyotes is trying to steal all the boysenberry pies and you are trying to stop them. So that's the gist. Uh, what they don't tell you is that of the million things that are going on on each one of the screens, the only things you need to aim for are the pies and the coyotes. Everything else is a distraction, huh? Everything else gets Mm. you no points, and is it Mm. is just there to look pretty? And it does; it looks super pretty. Um, But if there had been a better explanation of that, I feel like it would have made made the ride go a little bit better and feel a little less chaotic. Everything should be worth points, even if it's not a lot.
0: Yeah, because like even on the Disney ones, like okay, yeah, the easy ones to hit are only worth five, but then the kids feel good. Yeah, because they get a score. Like
2: even on the even on the, the one that was there previously, the Iron Reef or whatever it was, the, the only time it wasn't worth points is if it's like, ooh, a creepy shadow coming up behind you, and then you spin around, and then the thing you spin around, you can shoot.
1: Yeah, in that one, basically, you could hit anything that moved, and you'd get right.
2: points. Yeah. That's how it should be. Yeah.
0: Personal opinion,
2: I might, you know. I mean, maybe I guess they don't want you shooting the the berry tail Kids or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: maybe. Okay. Be like, shoot, how many points are is Pooh worth versus shooting Tigger? You know, I don't, I don't <laughs> think they want to get into that exact argument. Sure.
1: Um, but on the, so on the other side of things, uh, as part of the event, they give you a tasting card um, similar to the tasting cards for the food festivals. Uh, so oh. you do both you two have both been to the food festivals, you know, yeah, they give I think, you. I,
0: did we just talk about it cuz I went to the the previous one that they just did and I thought we maybe talked about how I was disappointed by the variation <laughs> in pizzas. Yes, yeah, yeah, you we definitely about don't. That. Yeah, yeah. And
2: and we went to one the end of last year, I think. Before they closed yeah. down. Those
1: are good.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like yeah. food festivals in general are good, I yeah. think. So this this particular night might have wound up being overkill. So for the regular food festival, you get five tastings, right? And that that covers you all day. And you guys can attest to how full you were by the end of the day, Easily just very, off of your yeah your five tastings. So sure. if I told you that we were going for a three hour media night, seven to ten, how many tastings would you think they would give you per person? Three. The answer would be six
2: six
0: okay but where's drinks allowed yes Uh,
2: okay yeah see so if you if you have to include it as food and drinks that's like they're probably thinking you're doing like a four two or a three three kind of situation when you know you probably for max value you want to be doing six foods (laughs) no drinks
1: yeah but the portions are still huge right so Yeah, yeah six food we wound up at the end of the night we stopped at the coffee shop and got like a plate of cookies and two loaves of lemon bread and to take home some, <laughs> something else, all to take home because yeah. we just had so many tickets still spilling over. That's funny.
2: That's well, like...
0: they want those good reviews. Yeah,
2: they do.
1: They do. Yeah. Uh, and I, uh, I sent you guys a picture. Um, Yes, we did. This is. Hold on, hold on. I have to use
0: my transition here. So JJ wasn't the only one sweating. Michael, (laughs) (laughs) how were you feeling when you looked at that sandwich? Uh,
1: you know, it was it was a little daunting at first.
2: Uh huh. See um,
0: JJ, what you did, what the magical transition you ruined.
2: I saved us. You're welcome, everyone. (laughs)
0: So what What sandwich is? This This is some sort of donut.
1: So it's two donuts, in fact. And two glazed donuts, and between them is a fried chicken patty, a slice of uh, cheddar cheese, Uh and a couple of slices of bacon. Oh, so you went to a fair. This is like almost isn't this almost a double down?
2: No, the double down uses chicken as as the bun. Right. No,
1: this is like the Luther, except instead of a burger, it's chicken. chicken.
2: Yeah, because I I had something similar to this where it was two Krispy Kreme donuts on the outside of a double cheeseburger in the middle. I think the the Luther. I think I can cut that was fair.
0: I can cut in here and say we're not determining whether this is a food crime because it's not. No, fair fair food food. is its own thing. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Right. Okay. Uh, Okay. So 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 it's how was it.
1: It was okay. It Aww. would have been really good. Yeah, I know. Yikes. I was a little disappointed. Bummer. The problem was the donuts weren't great. Oh, that
0: okay. Mm, yeah, what? which which will kill it. Yeah, it's got to be a good donut. That's like if yeah. you put a fried chicken on a bad waffle. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because got to be a... the
2: fair ones, or at least the fair ones I've had have been like specifically. They're like these are Krispy Kreme donuts, and they have a Krispy Kreme booth. It,
1: it would have put it over the top. Right. It would have been to put it over a, a Luther. Oh, I don't know about that, but like, a, just as a dish on its own. Okay.
0: Hmm.
2: Kind of disappointing. This is a bummer.
0: I was excited. Where did
2: we get this? Hold on. Did we start over? Did we say where this came from? You this mean was which nuts. one of the restaurants at Knott's? It, oh, it was at Knott's. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Is this a
1: normal item now or is it uh, part of the media night only thing? So I don't know if it was just for the media night or if it's going to be part of the summer nights menu. Crazy. So <laughs> they're they're kicking off their summer nights festival, which is the the 100-year celebration. Okay. Um, and I have not looked into what the menu for that is because they have a bunch of specialty food booths that they're setting up. Um, oh, but they're setting up they, booths, not doing the thing when they normally do where they just... Uh... I'm sure that the the restaurants will be serving special stuff too from some of them, but they had booths in addition. Wow, summer the nights are, is going all the way to September.
2: The yeah. booths, the booths are what they did for the like tasting menu stuff last year, like taste of knots and taste of Thanksgiving and taste of whatever. Yeah,
0: they've they've set up a few booths. for those, but they also use the restaurants from what I've seen. uh yeah, most recently, it's definitely
2: it's definitely some of both for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so you, there is a tasting card. How does that work?
2: The same, I would assume.
0: You just have to buy a tasting card any day you
1: go? Huh. Well, you still, they're still requiring reservations right now. Right. Okay. You know, it might work individually. It might work like the ones at Disney where the food festival is just going on while the park is up and running, and you need the card to be able to participate in the food festival portion of it already ready for the list here we go butter and onion burger yep that was
0: on the that was on the menu breaded chicken and ranch sandwich grilled okay. salmon with mango salsa and rice jumbo chili cheese dogs yep blt pasta salads Hmm. jerk shrimp and pineapple lettuce cups yep loaded baked potato Pound peach pound cake loaf, and that's as many as are on this list that I can find. So there's probably more. Okay, right? It's got to be yeah. more. that yeah, seems low.
2: Yeah, yeah. There aren't any like regular items on there, which usually they throw some regular stuff on, and then there were no drinks, so they usually have those too. Yeah.
1: So most of most of those dishes they had available during the media night.
0: Oh, here's more. I can't read that. That is tiny. Why would you do that to me? That BLT <laughs> salad looks really good. Okay. The pasta salad. Yeah. Yeah. I can't read this. This is so small. Why do people make things so small? High resolution photos don't take that much room, you guys.
2: Get glasses, nerd.
0: Um. Okay. It looks like a lot of the stuff from the last thing is back to... Yeah, they
2: they got stuff that, uh, that the they pizza, know does the less well. is so back,
1: Andy, And I I could tell you from the slice that we saw someone eating, it was covered in meat.
2: Just, <laughs> yeah, just but that's what you. we
0: saw last time meat. when we went to the different booth and it was like,
2: "Wait a minute." That's yeah, the, that's also the media night. They're making sure they make uh-huh, a good for uh-huh, the media, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. They got was, uh ridiculous. more they got, they got the a bunch clicks. of flavored
0: lemonades it looks like coming up. You yeah, had those cauliflower had those. pizza?
2: I want to say there was like uh, an, that's an agua fresca and a lemonade when I cookie was there. Cookie
1: dough.
2: That was like... We Acai. tried the cookie
1: dough, the edible cookie dough. Uh-huh. It's good. You actually get to you get to choose from one of a couple of different flavors. Acai bowls,
0: uh, funnel cakes, churros, beers. That okay? There's not actually that much pulled chicken sandwiches. We tried and, that mac and cheese on a bun. Hmm. Okay, the pulled pork mac and cheese.
1: Oh no, that's that's all one sandwich. Oh, it's all the, one. The pulled, the pulled chicken and the mac and cheese all together.
0: Oh, okay, got it. Pulled chicken with mac and cheese on a bun. That's a lot. Yes. Okay. That's all right. Uh, that's kind of it. Veggie sliders on a pretzel bun, and then I think that's that covers everything. That's a lot of stuff. I don't see your uh, hot your. Specific thing that you ate though,
1: it might have just been a median height thing then.
0: Oh bummer! I want to it, eat that in it front of like, my kids. I
2: don't <laughs> know. It sounds it sounds like from his description, it wasn't that good. So maybe it's not a big loss.
0: <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. All right, let's move on from this food thing because it's making me slightly hungry, uh, and I've already eaten dinner, so that's weird. <sighs> gaming let's get into it i think we should start off with uh some h z d because y'all been texting and i feel left out i gotta hear from my ears because i didn't have great service either over the weekend which we'll get to but uh give me that give me that update
2: uh i played a bunch more of that game uh horizon zero dawn
0: is what we're talking about
2: yep Uh, i reached the end of the main story and then I got started into the DLC. I'm a decent ways in. It's hard to know how far, how long that DLC is. I'm kind of just like roaming around doing side quests and stuff. I don't exactly understand how much exactly is in there, but I have quite a lot of the skill tree filled out at this point. The last few skills I don't have unlocked are kind of like, I don't care if I get these or not. So, right, you'll get them when you get to them. Yeah. Yeah um so you know I, i've been like you know trading for weird new weapons and and trying them and then deciding i liked my other ones better and putting those ones back <laughs> <laughs> isn't that what happens always it's like you get used to the thing yep. and you're like this is
0: technically better it does more damage but uh i can't control it at all and i'm like five minutes
2: from the end of the game so i'm just gonna tough it out i had yeah. uh, i i got this new weapon that like is like a Short range blast thing that knocks pieces off enemies. So a shotgun? Uh,
1: no, it's, it's, like it's like a sound it's like a gun, a compressed,
2: compressed air cannon almost. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was cool. like, oh, this thing is it. It is cool. <laughs> it's cool looking for sure. Uh, but I never like got good at using it and pulling it out and flipping around and, and blasting the enemies with it or whatever. And then I eventually got a bow that let me shoot arrows that did that. Yes, hair blast uh, arrows. Yeah, and those were kind of cool, but also the bow that uses them has, like, a different action on it than the bow I had been using a lot of. And the air blast arrows, after they hit, they kind of, like, you have to wait for, like, a couple beats before they detonate and knock all the parts off. Um, They are pretty good, though. So I've, that is one of the new things that I've been experimenting with. Um, but then I really just, I keep falling back to the sling and the little uh, bombs, like the fire bombs from that thing or the or the frost ones. And then oh, the we uh, the... used those. That's funny. Oh, dude, the fire bombs from that little sling thing destroy human enemies. I don't oh, think yeah. I ever fight a human enemy. I'm just like filling up those bombs and I'm just throwing them at every. Like I just shoot them in front of me and stand back, and the enemies walk <laughs> through and catch on fire and die. It's like you know I have a bunch of modifiers on that sling that like weigh up the fire damage or something. It's just nuts. Those things mow enemies down. Uh, they're like okay on the machines or whatever. The frost ones are a little better on the machines. Um, yes. Yeah, the shock ones I don't find as useful, but the, the fire ones are, are pretty good. And then, yeah, the um, yeah, just the regular bow and the, the arrows that tear and the arrows that do fire. That's kind of just how I do that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's the- been good.
1: So what do you think of the main story? Man. <laughs> some Some stuff goes down. It really does It really does. Down,
2: yeah I, I yeah right because again you know this is like a you're a it's a post-apocalypse and you're kind of just putting the pieces together of what happens and i will say it is really compelling at some points where you're like you think you figured out the story you know what's going on you know what happened you've got this figured out now you just need to find the last little piece that explains why this thing or this other thing and then you find that little piece and you're like oh no this is a whole thing and there's a reason, and oh man, it sucks. And you just want to like reach through the screen and destroy these people from the past who made these just obviously stupid decisions. You're just like, why would you do this? Why would anyone ever agree to this? This is just the worst, it's cartoonishly evil and stupid, right? Yep. God, there's a couple of like the the head of the robotics company, the one guy. It's just like the most evil person just like so horrible god they make you hate him so much yeah but I mean it's, that's, that's writing a good
0: character right yep okay so you say yep. he's a good character but you say cartoonishly evil in the same sentence is it believably
2: evil like is oh, it, is it, it like okay I it's mean it's believable in that if this guy is this stupid he must be doing this because he's such a friggin idiot like yeah I
1: mean it gets to the point it gets to the point by the end where it's almost like he's almost at the point of fanaticism
2: yeah he's like oh clearly this person is just like it, it i don't want to spoil it for you andrew because if you ever do play it there are a lot of very like really soon, actually I think yeah and so i don't want to like give away exactly who it is that i'm talking about it will become relatively qu- clear quite quickly once you start getting into this stuff okay. who i'm talking about sure, but sure. there is it, some of the stuff that happens is just so, you're like why would anyone do this you it, all of this th- this stuff happened over here and you're just like nah those people mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> really yeah I, uh, oh. I and with the stakes that are involved like i, I just i can't imagine someone being that self-centered is unbelievable to me um you really I, hate that guy i mean it's given what we've seen recently yeah. it's absolutely believable yeah. to me anybody can be <laughs> absolutely and abjectly completely self-centered yeah really really uh tough to see because because you see the effects right uh and then it may and then you know it's it is interesting then because of you know how all this plays out how it affects the present and some of the characters that are alive in the present and the stuff that they do it is a very well-written story i really really and you you know the people you think that you know who's doing what and, and what's going on and then you know maybe at the end you don't know as much as you thought you did, and it's uh it's pretty good. I'm excited now yeah. that they're doing a sequel, so I'm the way, very the curious. way that the they end the main story
1: that last that last story beat right me, really hooks yeah. you in for the next game.
0: So now now I know why I'm never getting another kill zone game. <laughs>
2: Yeah, they're definitely, I mean, they've been making the sequel to this since the DLC to this came out, I'm sure. Well, I mean, yeah.
0: if it's just, I mean, it's this story and the gameplay are that critically acclaimed. They're not thinking about anything except for Ho- Horizon yeah. games for the near future, right?
2: And, you know, it, it is funny, like, I don't know that the game, like, a lot of the, pl- the actual stuff you do in the game is kind of only okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I explained last week, I think, that I skipped a ton of the quests because they're kind of just like, Oh no! Someone's attacking my fields. Can you can you figure out who did it and follow the track back to the other guy in the barn and then kill him? Thanks. Like open worldy Assassin's Creed one e quests. Yeah, and that kind of stuff was not that good. But then you get into the, like the actual story stuff and it's awesome. And you're like, oh, okay, like all right, I see what's going on here. Well, yeah. Here's where the money went over here, the and no one was developing story. this stuff. I think <laughs> the story we
1: literally came really forward. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, it, like it got to the point where like, you know, I was getting uh, deeper into the main story quests and I was like, I'll, I'll go back and do some of this side stuff before I get to the end. And uh, then it's, you know, it becomes pretty clear you're getting pretty close to the end. And I'm like, eh, maybe I won't go back and do any of that stuff. I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm gonna just find out this next quest over here. It's like really not too far. I can just, you know, just, uh, over here, just, just go here. Nice. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the, the DLC is fun. The like, you know, the it is a winter Arctic theme. I think I'm not spoiling anything by saying that. No. Uh and it is really cool also. Um, pretty pretty interesting, all of the, the like new monsters that show up and sort of the uh the aesthetic of everything and <laughs> the character constantly complaining about being cold. Yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because like I'm looking at her armor and like compared with the armor that people around are wearing. I'm like, well, I would be cold if I was wearing that too. So you know she has like bare arms in this like frost blizzard. And, like, everyone else is, like, full furs, like, head to toe. And, like, meanwhile, she has her, like, arms out and, like, a little, like, grass skirt or whatever. It's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I should put on some armor. <laughs> but she's cold if you put that armor on, too. So it's not, like, you know, um, not torturing the character here. It's just that's the thing they talk about. So, yeah. So,
1: JJ, you'll, you'll be able to appreciate this story now. Um, the game, Andy, really, after you get out of the first area, it kind of opens up and lets you go anywhere you want to. Okay. Um. And late in the in the game, as you're going to the the final area, there is a valley that you have to slog your way through that's packed with machines. Uh. And you get to you climb your way to the top of the cliff, and you think, finally, I got past all the machines. And then you're pitted into a scripted fight against a stormbird, mm-hmm. um, which is one of the bigger and deadlier machines. So JJ. I climbed that cliff pretty much as soon as I was possibly able to.
2: Oh no, what level were you?
1: Uh something low. Uh maybe not even 20, maybe around 20. Oh god. Um and it there's no there aren't triggers for that fight. So there's nothing that checks to see if you've progressed, you know x amount into the story and then turns the flag on that trigger is just active f- from the get-go so, if so you the, climb the up storm there,
2: bird just drops on you basically yep oh man well you died <laughs> uh i did not actually
1: whoa i think i used i used every weapon that i had and emptied the emptied the quivers uh but i won the fight
2: dang you're better at this game than me <laughs> <laughs> i i died frequently uh, all the time. And I like, continue even in the DLC to be dying uh, relatively frequently. I guess I at some Aren't point you a I just Souls like.
0: Guy? Don't, you, don't you have the reflexes, man?
2: No, nah, man. No, nah, that's that, different. That's not how this game works. Yeah. The, the, the Souls games uh, reward you for trial and error. And like if you die and you come back, you like learn more and you get better. This game does not. There's it. It rewards you for being really good at stealth. A. Yep. Uh, and B, it rewards you for like being able to keep your distance from enemies so that you can use your bow and arrows, which are, and your like long range weapons, which are like infinitely more powerful than any of your melee weapons. Hmm. Yeah. And like, I just like, I'm just like sitting there aiming and like popping off shots or whatever. And then the enemy jumps at me and I like roll out of the way, but now they're like, you know, two feet away from me instead of 10. And so now I'm, now I'm like in it, you know, I'm having to back up and shoot. And then I just get stuck in this little pattern or whatever. Um, and in the DLC, that pattern is deadly because they're also blasting fire in all directions or yes. doing huge tail swipes or whatever at the same time. And then I die. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough.
1: There's de- it's definitely the kind, of, the kind of thing where as the enemies get harder with each one, you figure out a tactic. Uh, yeah. like what's the best way to take them down? And you use that uh, when you are fighting that type of enemy.
2: Yeah, and eventually now that I've leveled up enough, I'm starting to get to the point where it's like, okay, I know there's one really good weak spot on this enemy. I'm just gonna wait in stealth until I see that weak spot, and then do the like full zoom, three arrows at once, like yeah. <laughs> slow time mode, Mega and then sniper. just like whale shots on that thing until the like it's at like sixty percent health or twenty percent health or whatever. And my stealth is broken now and that's like the worst enemy down to like almost dead and then yeah all the other enemies jump you once they you know the first one shoots out the cry or whatever but if you basically eliminate the worst one right off the bat it makes most of the fights much easier yeah um,
1: yeah the only one the only one that I really disliked fighting was the rock breaker yeah that thing really sucks there's one Andy that, that burrows underground okay and it's really really fast and it's also sensitive to motion uh-oh. So if you, I, if you move, your, the vibration of your steps will bring it to
2: you. Oh no. So I, ne- I think what they wanted you to do to fight that was like jump on these piles of rocks that are around there and then wait for it to jump up from under the rocks, roll out of the way and attack it or something. Yeah, I never really figured that out. I kind of just ran around a bunch and uh, it would jump out. I would dive out of the way and then I would just like wail on it with arrows and whatever I had in my quivers or slings or whatever until it started going back down again and then i would just run around again more Mm -hmm. i never was i never found like a great strategy against that thing and i friggin hate it a lot that's like the worst one for sure
1: i saw i did and tremors teach you that you're supposed to get up on the rocks
2: (laughs) that's what i was saying i think that's what they wanted you to do the problem is as I'm climbing up onto the rocks it shoots a friggin boulder at me from across the map or whatever and I die. Damn. Or it burrows up underneath the rocks while you're climbing on it and then you die, you fly across the map and lose half of your health or whatever. It's oh, sorry. I think I cut you not off, Michael, my my sorry.
1: Yeah, I saw one strategy that made me laugh. Uh, JJ apparently if you max out your carrying capacity for tripwire traps and max out the damage on the trap, you can fire you can move back fire an arrow into the ground under the trap and it'll come running to the arrow spring up and trip all of the traps at once <laughs> and it's just like one hit ko's it if you've got the damage tuned all the way up yes
2: <laughs> i love that i, I actually almost i used those trip arrows so infrequently
1: yeah, but they were there were a couple of situations like if you could if especially finding people, if you could bottleneck them and then just lay down lay down a trap and then like a foot back another trap and then a foot back another trap, they were the AI isn't sophisticated enough at least on normal to stop yep. and not keep running at you. And so they they
2: detonate sequentially and take out more and more people each time. Yeah, so my version of that was the sling with the fire and just patches right, of yeah. fire as they walk towards swing. <laughs> the fire is like extremely good against human enemies. I just cannot emphasize enough. Hey, if you're having trouble with human en- human sized enemies in this game, get the fire stuff. <laughs> it's worth it. It costs a lot, and especially in the beginning, to like buy the arrow bow that can shoot fire or the sling that can shoot yep. fire. Totally worth it. Have you gotten the flamethrower yet? I did just get that the other uh, the other day and I haven't had a chance to use it yet.
1: So I will say that the DLC weapons are only meh until you get the side quest that lets you upgrade them
2: Mm, and they get
1: some really fun
2: upgrades. I have the the, that side quest for some other DLC weapons, but not for the flamethrower yet. Okay, but I will check that out after I do that, because I because like I said before, I tried some of the kind of just like, eh, whatever.
1: Yeah. cool fun game it's good play it Andy
0: Ah, okay okay all right I will the problem is it's not on my switch I'm just kidding it's not a problem it's fine but I did try to play my switch nice it's amazing to me what the difference is between an OEM device and an aftermarket device even when it's a decent aftermarket device Mm-hmm. The Switch doesn't feel like a toy to me when I hold it. I don't know if it feels like that to you guys or not.
2: I mean, everything on it is so minuscule. I don't know how you could feel anything other than this is a thing made for baby children that are tiny. Oh, I know I mean, that all, it's a thing all made all the for buttons kids. Are, the buttons, all the buttons are insignificantly small. Okay.
0: They're they're hilariously small and they give my thumbs cramps because I have to hold yes. it at a 90 degree angle to, you know, like my thumbs. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to this in a second, but the the buttons feel clicky the buttons are are responsive they tap quickly the the joy cons are well built they're solid they don't feel flimsy, nothing like that right like they're a quality product is what I'm saying okay yeah
2: I mean based they, on the all the people complaining about the drift it sounds like the quality of those products are very good. i don't but, you know what's dude. funny
0: to me I play my switch all the time I have two sets of joy cons I play my switch handheld. No Joy-Con drift. I don't know what they did or if they just don't know how to clean
1: their stuff or what. I can uh, imagine that it's also just like mashing on the Joy-Cons to, because of the the game that you're playing. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. It's,
2: or it's... or you got lucky and got good ones and they got bad ones. Who knows? I, it, like, you know,
0: I, I have no answer for that. I just don't understand. I don't understand. I, and I right, don't want to. I, I mean, obviously, it's a real issue. They're not millions of people aren't making it up or whatever.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, like I don't think anyone on this podcast has experienced it. Right? I played no. my Switch frequently, not no, so often you, in handheld. But
1: you and I, yeah, you and I mostly play docked. So, and you but play I on a, a decent amount of Mario. Right? I do mostly, yeah. yeah.
2: But we have played a decent amount of Mario Party and Mario Kart at this point, where we've used okay. the Joy Cons in it. Fine.
0: Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, the problem with the Joy-Cons is that they're made for tiny creatures that are a third of my size, if not smaller. Um, Mm -hmm. And they should be ashamed of the fact that they allowed things that small to get out the door and say, gee, no one will have problems using these. Meanwhile, I have created a new version of Carpal Tunnel just in my thumbs. I decided to try the Hori Split Pad Pro.
1: Ah, so you sprung for
0: it. Yeah, Michael and I were looking at or talking about it. Uh, Kit from Carbon Scoring chimed in and said he owned one because he uh, wants to, you know, run over whoever invented a Joy-Con with his car.
2: Owned. Past tense. (laughs) Owned? That's what you said? You said he owned one? Past tense? No, he owns them. Oh, oh, continues to own. Okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, he he owns them, and uh, so he chimed in on, on his mixed review of them as well. But they were on sale, and Michael and I were talking about it after the last podcast. I sprung for them. Here's my initial review. It is amazing how cheap they feel. The plastic is not... It doesn't feel as good... It's got a weird semi-see-through look to it, but not see-through enough to feel like it was on purpose. The buttons feel like they were made by the lowest bidder. <laughs> mm. They wobble a little bit, you know, like that, I don't know. The, the regular Joy-Con the buttons, it, they don't wiggle when you hold on to them, even if you're not pressing them, right? If you just try and wiggle them left to right, they don't really wiggle. There's, there's not enough play in the, uh, <laughs> they have a good micrometer, you know, and they, uh, they kept the play in the holes very small. Mm-hmm. There's okay. a lot of play in the Hori area of the, the buttons. So you can kind of wiggle the buttons around without, and it makes a little, little sounds and it just sounds cheap. I don't understand why Nintendo, however, has not created a controller like this, because gosh, it feels makes my hands feel so much better.
2: Let me tell you the controller that they made. It's called the uh, the what, the Pro Controller. Yeah. It feels like a normal, useful controller for humans. Uh-huh. It's how anyone should ever play a Switch, uh-uh. if you have the chance. I would, I would
0: agree with that. You should play a, uh, be able to play a Switch both ways without dying. I mean,
2: that's a lofty goal. Yeah, But Nintendo apparently disagrees because they I mean, don't provide a way for humans to play it the one way.
1: If Nintendo were super concerned about the the comfort of the experience of using controllers, I don't think we would have gotten a Nintendo 64.
2: Oh, dang. That's a real good point. I you hadn't know, thought about the Nintendo 64 controller. I definitely... Or, I mean, to be clear, also the GameCube controller. Has, Not good.
0: Has Schreier or anyone else ever done an in-depth on like how someone came up with the design?
2: Of the original Nintendo batch Nintendo doesn't talk about anything ever. No. People I would, would love... love to know that. You, Andrew, if you could go to find someone from Nintendo to talk about this and get a translator or whatever, talk to Mr., you know, whoever it was, uh, he or she or, or whomever in Japan that came up with these old controller designs back then, you would make a billion dollars on the internet from people being like, oh, my God, this is the thing. Ah, and like. Oh my God. It would be like the easiest money-making scheme in the history of anything is just to get a Nintendo interview about anything. Yeah, because they don't talk. <laughs> it, like I, It is impossible to ring information out of Nintendo, except from like, you know, people that are like 70 years old and have left the company and are about to die. Like it's, <laughs> they just don't give interviews I and just, they don't publish information. The only reason we know about a lot of this stuff is from like, horrible data breaches where people steal tons of nintendo's intellectual property and then also publish all this interesting stuff like design documents and stuff otherwise no one would know it's it's criminal honestly that nintendo doesn't talk about this stuff more i would love to know how they got from an snes to
0: the n64 like just put those two next to each other and be like wait
2: what it's like who was doing drugs in the lab (laughs) and was like what if it had three handles, man? Like, what is that story? I want to know. You know what we're going to do? We're going to put a
0: serial port on it. What for? There's there's no games that are going to use it, but we might use it.
2: <laughs> Those ones are probably, like, more easy to believe that they're, like, there's some proprietary dev Nintendo thing that you could hook up to that thing to, like, debug it or whatever, Right. I don't know that's like that's stuff that I believe because I work in embedded hardware sure and but you got a rumble things. you got like,
0: a rumble pack out of it what do you need to debug on a controller there's
2: serial ports oh you the don't know mm, 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 nope nope you need to debug everything <laughs> trust me <laughs> always but like you know that's that's the kind of stuff where like yeah the design that of that stuff is it like the, the Nintendo 64 controller you know despite how weird that thing is is iconic sure the the GameCube controller probably even more so these days.
0: Yeah, uh, I think
2: true. that thing looks like true. an ugly mess, but it's enduringly popular. Still going. I have uh, one or two. I think my uh, hatred for them will never die. But like, I understand that that thing is loved and be loved by so many people. Why is no one? Out, why is Nintendo not out there saying like, "Here is how we came up with the GameCube controller. Look how smart we are. Here's a new GameCube controller in." Light silver, or whatever, for you to buy, <laughs> like you know whatever i don 't know whatever you know the, they could find some nostalgic color that people would love i'm sure, but my point is that like that stuff is interesting. people would watch that i would I would watch the hell out of those kinds of things, like I think it's super interesting, yeah, especially for the really wild ones, like yeah, these days it's like oh how did how did they come up with the joy cons would be an interesting story, less interesting that they like then had to just you know release a joypad pro so that people could play it normally. Or like the Wii? I'm sure like the Wii must have a bunch of really interesting stories about how they came up with it, right?
1: Oh, right. Yeah.
0: I think this leads me to a challenge for all for all of us. We haven't done a component class in a while. And we've talked about my purchase of the scuff and the drama related to that. My Vantage 2 is still working perfectly, by the way. Uh for the haters. Although I don't have a newer scuff, so I can't can't vouch for anything past five years ago. Um, But like aftermarket controllers in general and like other controllers, I think we should should do a component class style thing about controllers because it's like a peripheral that nobody really talks about. You just, you know what came with your console, but like what works with what, you know, I've got a PS4 controller hooked up to my iPhone now. And the world of controllers in general is kind of crazy and cool, and so mm-hmm. like maybe we should pick some controllers to talk about. Pick our favorite controllers. Pick. We should do something with controllers, is what I'm saying, for a component class.
2: And in the last several years, I uh, maybe more than the last several, but the last uh, probably like five to six years, controller support on the PC has come a long way. Oh can, yeah! If you have Steam, you can just plug a PS4 controller in, and it will just. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something with funny. any Steam game. I, I'm going to get in here and say it's also really funny when it doesn't work now. Because yeah, because it's taken care of every other time. The fact right. that it doesn't work now is the is the abusual thing. So I normally, went, I went on to yeah. play.
0: Uh, I went on to play State of Decay two the other day, uh, and I have this new beautiful, uh, new new to me, not new because it's old. That scuff that I was talking about, which is a PlayStation controller, right? State of Decay 2 only recognizes Xbox 360 controllers. It won't even recognize an Xbox One controller or (laughs) Series X controller or any of that stuff. That game was coded to only accept one type of controller.
2: And that's so because that is, like, for a long time, the state of PC controllers was you needed... Whatever controller you connected, you had it emulate an Xbox 360 controller in like a driver or software or whatever. And then it worked fine. And that was it's been that way for like 10 plus years. Yep. But I would say like in the last five years or so, it has gotten really good. You can plug a Switch Pro controller into your PC. Steam will recognize it and it will work with everything. Steam be the operative word there. Yeah, I'm I'm saying Steam. I'm I'm not saying it works. I'm saying Steam stuff will work. They've done all the work that you used to have to do yourself. Correct. Yeah. Uh, it, and there are some non-Steam games that will pick that stuff up, but on a, like, you know, hit or miss basis. Yeah. PC gaming wiki, check it out. <laughs> that tells you. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Yeah, so... Uh, I, that would be fun. I take,
0: I take all suggestions about what we should cover and what we should talk about and what you want to... T- it doesn't have to be a theme, either. We could just do a controller thing, but, like... We've, there's been so many disparate discussions about controllers on this thing that, like, I think if we just sat down and we were like, what about this controller? What about that controller? What about playing con- with control?" We'd end up with a podcast.
2: Almost certainly correct. Yeah. I think it would be really interesting, too. I'll, I'll widen the discussion a little bit beyond just the controllers themselves. But what sorts of games do you play with or without a controller? Oh, bingo. All right. Yeah. We're setting because up the controller that, pod right there. That's the whole pod now because that, for sure, that topic goes a long way. Because I, I think I have like a a rough list of the kinds of games i play with or without a controller and i'm like kind of very attached to that list i don't know that you could ever change my opinion anymore oh okay so we'll see i don't know i i may think more of it later but that's for now like a a right off the top of my head pretty quick there's like some games for sure i will only be playing with controllers uh and other ones that you know i'm more flexible and then there's certainly some where it's like, please, mouse and keyboard only. And then <laughs> mouse and keyboard controls suck. I get mad because they're like, this should be a mouse and keyboard game. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well,
0: uh, I'm, so writing, people that I'm wanna, writing down another send idea. That information.
2: People that want to send that information, you can send that to podcast at weweregamers.com so we can talk about your controller stuff. We get that in quick. We want to know. Yeah, we're going to do that soon. So lots uh, of stuff is stuff get is it in quick. Yeah, if you have like anything related to controllers you want to talk about, maybe
0: we give it a week so people can send it. Uh, okay, or yep. whatever, and that gives us a little bit of time to prepare, and then when then we'll hit that up. Also, JJ, what yep. are we watching this week?
2: Oh, great segue! We for fans of the subspace transmissions, we are going to watch an episode of Deep Space Nine called take me out to the hollow suite i believe it is season seven episode four that sounds right to me question mark mm-hmm. It's season seven sometime and the name four. of the episode is take me out to the hollow suite watch it before the subspace transmission drops relatively soon uh next week or two so get out there and check that one out it's a very good episode of ds9 and uh we're gonna talk all about that soon on a subspace transmission yeah so you'll be ahead. you'll have you come with your
0: ideas listen to us say, us say our ideas and then write your furious or very supportive emails <laughs> yes afterwards yes. we'll take hashtag engagement yeah mm-hmm. exactly in the meantime you can find us on youtube facebook ugh, twitter uh
2: yeah so we're on social media yeah, begrudgingly i think Yeah, we were but, gamers uh, we everywhere
0: it's all one word helps you find yep. it on youtube i think a lot of people have trouble finding it on youtube because for some reason it does not show up as one as two words at all i don't know why we haven't figured it out well, I mean, yet
2: it's, it's three words for sure so searching as two words is probably real yeah strange. well
0: no we were gamers right we uh-huh. were no yeah, gamers exactly. That's three words yeah no it's it's so, yeah there's, two there's, sounds right
2: <laughs> youtube is bad uh and there's a lot of uh Man, you really turned on YouTube this week. Last week, you were trying to get the YouTube dollars. Oh, look, we want the YouTube dollars, but I don't like YouTube as a platform.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I
2: don't don't think I'm alone.
0: Yeah. There's weirder platforms out there. We don't TikTok, that's for sure. Anyway, until next time, uh, get those controllers and or Star Trek emails going. Or engagements or whatever. You know what I'm saying.
1: jj uh, i got the uh i got to that quiz door and it is some malarkey
2: that quiz sucks dude <laughs> i was like so nope hard. not doing this what let me pull up about? a list of answers good man yes i was gonna say the correct answer is give me the answers to these questions yes yes uh, how many chairs are in this room nope man. what was the quiz door about uh there's the Oh one in, of the, in trail like, trials trails. In, tra- in
1: trails. Oh. Um is a quiz of how well do you know your trails they I could say lore but minutia might be a better trail, word. like extreme trivia. How many pips are on Admiral Tarkin's uniform? Do
2: you, it like almost to that level, yes. Yeah. It it gets it gets really bad. Um and
1: you could you could play long enough. There's there's a finite number of questions for each round, um, but they get more and more complicated. And you could play enough until you learned what all the answers were, or you could just save yourself the headache and look up
2: a list. It's so bad. The last round is extreme. Like, who could know this? Yeah. Just, how would that ever? There's how certain... many chapters were there in this book series from two games ago? I don't friggin' know, man.